Hey, welcome to Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. If you want to check out more of the things I do, head to jasontebs.com. Hey, what is up, everybody? It is Teb's Talks, the premier useless podcast. I am your host, as always, Jason Tebbs, and I am incredibly fortunate in a lot of different ways. Uh, I have some advantages that I have been afforded in my life that other people don't have. And I'm not talking like, oh, I was born in America. I have such a lavish life compared to those in third world countries. And, you know, I live in a generally peaceful place compared to those that live in war-torn areas. No, I'm talking like legitimately the people down the street, the friends I grew up with. I am in a much more comfortable and fortunate place than a lot of people I know. And this isn't to like rub salt in anybody's wounds. This gets me thinking about a larger conversation. A conversation that I feel like my generation was fed a lie and we're hurting and we're in pain and we're like screaming for some help but nobody is coming to help when when we were kids a lot of us were told hey you know you grow up you get good grades you go to college you, you can find a good job you can live a good you know humble life sure i'm sure most people have dreams of making millions of dollars a year living the high life i do too but i feel like the majority of the world would actually just be content with being comfortable just being able to provide for themselves and their family and being comfortable so that's what a lot of us did a lot of us you know grew up we went to school we got good grades we we went to college and then when we got on the other side of that whole college deal there there was no jobs there was no opportunities there was no none of those promises that we were given for years and years and years and so we felt lied to and they're like oh nobody wants to work anymore oh there you know there are jobs out there right right now you know it, it's a it's definitely a employee market right where people can demand more and yeah those those are those are like micro microcosms of what's happening in the bigger picture but the bigger picture is i i'm fortunate enough that i can at this moment have a single income i have a single income base salary seventy two thousand dollars a year if i bonus i can you know make up to ninety ninety thousand in a year those numbers aren't 100 percent exact but they're close enough and i I purchased a condo, a condo, mind you. So I have an upstairs neighbor, a downstairs neighbor, and a behind me neighbor. I purchased a condo in 2019, and I purchased this condo for $200,000. At that time, I was making $50,000 a year. And so it was like, we are barely able to afford this on one income. And my wife has worked, and she hasn't worked, and you know, our, our lives have changed, and We've had different things happen. I've gotten different jobs. I got laid off of a job. I got another job, right? But I'm making an amount where I can, at this time, afford this condo. And, you know, I might be able to afford something slightly upgraded if I want to. It definitely helps that I have a lot of equity built up in this condo. That if I sold, I'd have all that equity I could apply to a down payment of another place. But I was incredibly fortunate for that circumstance 
and I'm going to get into, you know, what offered me that. But most people my age can't do that. Most people older than me can't do that as well. Having a single income household, I think that was thunder. It might have just been picked up on the microphone. But having a single income household and being able to provide for a family is a pipe dream these days. It was spoon fed to us all through growing up. And I'm going to make this political. Usually I don't like to get super super political, but I'm going to call out one specific party, the grand old party, the GOP, the elephant red. How can you, how can you say that you have all these ideals of like, oh, traditional American values. The man can go work and come home and to his wife who has dinner prepared and you got a bunch of little kids all running around like little rapscallions and you're making enough from your job where you can just come home, have a nice gin and tonic or whiskey or whatever people drink. I don't drink alcohol, so I wouldn't be able to say and we we can go we can go to the country club and we can smoke cigars and do business that that's not possible anymore it just isn't that was a thing afforded to a very specific generation i'm going to call out my dad my dad was part of that generation my maybe a little on the younger end of that generation the baby boomers and i'm not i'm not saying like my dad's a butthead i'm just saying like people my dad's age and slightly older got afforded that opportunity where for most of their lives they could comfortably with one income provide for this family now my dad's done very very well for himself he's been very successful i think he's been advanced or has made more money than the average you know, white male in America around his age. He's done well for himself and he has worked hard at doing so. He wasn't completely handed everything. He didn't come from hardly anything, right? So dad, I know you're listening to this. I'm not trying to bury you into the ground, but I'm going to bury the people around you in some of the spheres that you might run in into the ground. And my dad's been able to look at you know, me and my sister and realize like, hey, it is a completely different world for you guys. And I don't know if I could navigate it the way I was able to navigate, you know, the world that he grew up in. And that's to be expected. The world my son's going to grow up in is going to be vastly different than the world I grew up in. But I feel like I'm not going to promise my kid anything. So back to back to the politics of it all. You have the Republican Party primarily, but certain political figures that want to establish a status quo to maintain their exact standard of life for themselves. They grew up in a way that had these certain values, that had this certain accoutrement, I think that might be the right word about it, and they were offered very specific things, and they want to keep that for themselves. And who pays the brunt of all of that it's my generation and the generation slightly above me and the generation below me and hopefully not like hopefully it can be fixed before my kid comes up into it but i'm sitting there and i'm like you have all these people that tout oh go get a job that tout like yeah pull yourself up from your bootstraps like nothing's going to be handed to you and i have friends and i have family 
that are working hard, that are trying to navigate this life, that are trying to live this pipe dream that was fed to them since they were young and they can't do it. They are struggling. They are in pain. They are scared. And even me in my very blessed position because I had a father who made it work. He did not come from a fortunate position, but he made it work and he offered me a very silver spoon start in my life. I had my tuition paid for me. Granted, I went to a pretty cheap school in state, Utah State. Let's go, Utah State. Hey, Aggies all the way. Pretty cheap school comparatively, but I had my tuition paid for me. So that 3000 something a semester, I didn't have to pay for that. Mike Tebbs paid for that. Thank you, Dad. You have offered me so many advantages in my life. I couldn't be where I am without you. Also, my mom, she worked hard as well once I was old enough. And my mom, she was the one that was like, hey, if we want to go, you know, on a vacation here, I'm going to work and I'm going to save that money. And, you know, if we want these cool, fun things in the house, I'm going to work and save my money. My parents offered me an advantage that most people don't get. So here I am. I have no student loan debt. The only debt I have is I'm paying my parents back for a personal car loan, which if I wanted to, I could drop some of my savings and pay that off. But, you know, not super low more, you know, super low interest rate. So again, from the generosity of my parents, they gave me a low interest rate loan so I could buy a car. Um, they paid for my schooling. The only debt I have is in my condo, which has nearly 150% raise in value, not 150, 50%, 75% raise in value. And even though I'm making all this, I'm worried that things are going to change enough where it's still not going to be enough, where I still won't be able to advance to this dream and this possibility that keeps getting sold or pawned off to my generation. I'm not mad on behalf of my own sake because again, I am in such a privileged position. I am doing so incredibly well for a 27 and a half year old. I am doing way better because I was fed a bronze or silver spoon or however you want to put it. You know, I, I thank my parents so much to be in this position that I am. I am so mad on behalf of the friends and family I have out there that just, despite all their best efforts, despite wanting to contribute to society, despite wanting to have that dream that was given the, to them, you know, the woman wants to raise a family and be in the home with her kids the man wants to have a job that he feels fulfilled in and work hard and provide for that family and they might want to go on a vacation every year. But they can't. I'm mad for their sake. I'm, I'm mad because I see the inequality of it all because I am getting a slight advantage from the inequality of it all. I'm not going to sit here and like throw away all the advantages to me. I want to use the advantages that I was afforded to get myself to a position that I can better help those people around me. And right now, you know, the best way I can think about doing that is maybe getting on a microphone, blasting it out to my some odd Facebook friends, 
and just getting people to think about what's going on around them. There are people that are scared. There are people that are hurting. There are people that are worried that they are going to have a roof over their heads. And it's not just happened like as of recently. It's always been this way, especially for certain marginalized communities. But I grew up in suburbia, Republican, Davis County, Utah. And so I never saw it. Everybody around me was middle class America white. Pretty cushy living. And I loved the people around me. And I feel like I had a great childhood. And it offered me some great things in life. You know, the friends uh, friends that I've had since I was little are still my friends today. 20 plus years of friendship with some of these people. Neighbors that were in my neighborhood from when I was little, I'll still see them at events and catch up with them today, right? But I didn't realize, to a degree I realize now, that there were people out there. And sure, you hear it like, oh, there's the homeless and... Oh, you know, this community and this city and that community and that city is having a rough time. But it's like, you know, I'm a 12-year-old in Davis County, Utah. How much do I really understand it? And even then, it's like, okay, I'm a 20-something-year-old in Cash County, Utah. How much do I really understand it? Okay, I'm a, you know, late 20-year-olds in Utah County, Utah. How much do I really understand it? And then I look around at my grown adult friends and family. And so many of us have the same fears. And I'm like, oh shit, we're in it. Reality hits us. It's a hard time. And yeah, maybe I'm 27, I'll give myself seven years. Maybe I'm about 20 years too late to realize this. But I am not going to go another 20 years without trying to fight for something better. I was at a baby shower. And I was talking with one of my good friends, and he and I are in relatively similar situations. Um, We have a kid about the same age. We grew up same city, graduated same class, both white dudes. We both have wives that would prefer to stay home and raise children. Very similar situation. Both started our careers at around, around the same time, and we were at a baby shower. And there was a board that we both saw at about the same time. And it said, what advice would you give to the parents-to-be? Or something along that lines, Like, something along those lines. What advice would you give to the future parents? And at the same time, we both said, don't. We said it out loud. It wasn't planned. It wasn't like, oh, you know, this is a funny joke. We both, out of our gut instinct, said, don't. Now, I am, I'm of a traditional belief that having a family can be a great and wonderful blessing. You also need to, you know, multiply and replenish, if we want to use a Christian term, the earth to make sure that we have generations below us to keep this train we call earth rolling. But what does that tell you that two 27-year-old white men from Davis County, Utah, that both have toddlers unprompted both respond not to have children now we both love our kids we both love our wives we both love our families more than anything else in this world and we would do anything for them and yes i am happy that 
the friends I was celebrating are having a kid. I'm happy that I have my own kid. I'm happy that he has his kid. I do think having a family can be such a wonderful, fulfilling blessing in your life. And my family is my greatest blessing. But he and I are both very like analytical guys. And the reality is, if you took it from a completely analytical state, take out emotions, take out, you know, your desires, take out your religious beliefs, because we both come from a religion that's like, yeah, multiply and replenish the earth. One of the, you know, commandment, whatever, yada, yada. Neither of us think at this time in today's day and age, it is financially responsible to have a kid. Neither of us believe it is mentally, mental um, health not mentally healthy to have a kid in this day and age. Why? Because you either have one income and you struggle, struggle, struggle to get by. You struggle to pay your bills. Or you have two incomes and the cost of childcare is so freaking high that you still struggle to get by. But in that version, you know, the child hardly sees the parent. It sounds incredibly pessimistic. I get that. I don't want people to feel all bad. I don't want people to get in a funk. I'm incredibly blessed in my life and I'm actually very happy. But I know change needs to happen because the systems that are currently in place, they just aren't working. I don't want people to be sad when listening to this. I want people to be angry and I want change to happen because the people around me, the people I love, they are struggling and they are hurt. And I so wish the the one thing I would do if I was suddenly super rich is I would help my loved ones first, but I would fight and put money towards systems that just help people. How can a society continue to go on when it's just hemorrhaging its populace? I look around and I'm like, statistically, how is it possible that this small group of people from Davis County suburb, Utah, has this many mental health issues? There wasn't lead in our water like the boomer generation. We didn't have lead paint that we were licking off the walls. You can see the effects of certain political figures where you're like yeah they were definitely sucking up on lead paint that's why they can barely form a sentence in their 70s you know you have whole generations where lead gasoline was just getting pumped into the atmosphere and they were huffing it right luckily society and scientists and figureheads were like okay we got to put a put an end to this lead paint and this lead gasoline thing but we have other things where it's like how how do we have so much fear? How do we have so much anxiety? How much? How do we have so much depression? A sample size this small? Like, okay, it's a small sample size, so it's not statistically significant, but it's just like, how is it so prevalent? I'm tired of seeing the people in my life that I love the most in so much pain, and they just can't financially get their feet underneath themselves enough to work on that. They can't continue in the system and get their bearings straight enough despite them desperately wanting to despite them 
moving forward with their best effort. It's not like they've given up. None of them have given up. The systems are just built in a way where they are constantly treading water while water's getting dumped on top of them. And I know you do that in like marine training or Navy SEAL training. That's part of the whole deal, like enduring the most mentally taxing and physically taxing circumstances to see if you have but we're not training to be navy seals we're just trying to make it to the end of the month with the paycheck we have and heaven forbid any of us get sick because the cost of health care most of america is one medical emergency away from having to declare bankruptcy that that's a whole entire system that how how can we move forward like this we can't even with a well-paying job I work for a company that 100% of my healthcare cost is covered. It's like 1700 bucks a month. Lucky me, my company's covering that. 1700 bucks a month. For what coverage? I'm on a high deductible health plan that nothing kicks in until I spend like $8,000 on my family. I don't know. I want more people to be more upset. I'm going to end with this, and this is going to get me on a list somewhere. So the FBI agent that's listening to me right now, listen up. I think there are certain people that need to be served certain spicy cocktails directly into their living room. That's all I'll say. You can put the pieces together, but I think certain people need certain spicy cocktails delivered right into their living room. There's a joke on the internet like, oh, if this was happening in France... There'd be riots in the street and buildings burnt down. I'm not calling for that, but I'm I'm calling for certain people to need certain spicy cocktails delivered right into their living room. There needs there needs to be there needs to be change. And it's like at what point do you just remain peaceful and quiet about it? You push a dog and beat a dog into a corner for long enough, they're gonna bite back. And I'm like systems need to be bitten systems need to be bitten i'm glad that my parents were able to make it in their world and i'm glad that they offered me a situation where so far i've been able to make it in my world but there are a lot around me that came from similar situations that just can't make it happen and i and now yeah it took until it hit close to home for me but now i really see that things need to change anyway Go ahead, like, favorite, share, call, like, favorite, share, like, favorite, share, comment, rate the podcast, like, favorite, share, follow, rate the podcast, whatever you do, subscribe, whatever you do on your specific platform. This has been Teb Talks, Jason Tebbs, go check out my website, jasontebbs.com, I'll catch you later, ugh.